0: Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast. I'm glad to be with you here in the afternoon. I'm in Florida, this week West Palm Beach, excuse me, and on a little bit of vacation, but I got some time to do some podcasting, so I'm glad to be with you here um, just to bring some stuff. We brought a podcast I just released with Whitney Weissman earlier on today that was really, really good um, and talked about. Um, associations and and why they're important and and the things that keep you uh, ahead of uh, getting yourself in trouble as far as uh, you know making mistakes and competition. So it was it was a great um, unified podcast that really helped explain something. Um, today we're going to record, or I should say, later in the day. We're recording right now, episode number six of season number two. Of the Service Without Excuses podcast. Again, I am so glad to be with you here this afternoon. And this podcast this is quite PC as a normal one. This podcast is called What the Fuck Are You Talking About? Why excuses mean nothing to your clients? Well, because they do mean nothing to your clients. Do you think your potential customers and clients wake up one day and decide they want to meet with a contractor or other professionals just to be told you're booked out three weeks or you're getting? or you're going on vacation, or you have some other excuse of why you cannot do something. Even worse, if you're currently doing the job and you can't deliver the results you promised that you gave to the customer in the first place. Customers are getting accustomed as time goes on to excuses. I can't do this. Uh, COVID made it impossible for this. Um, I can't get supplies now because of this. All of which may have some merit and may actually be true. But it will tell you, for the most part, it's still an excuse. You are the professional. If you can't do the job, for whatever reason, you need to disclose that to the customers. You don't want to tell them, listen, Mrs. Smith, I can start this job tomorrow, but you can't actually get the supplies to the job till next week. Um, Because then tomorrow, it will be an excuse why you can't start the job. You need to be able to start the job when you set it. We just had a contractor come out. This is my father-in-law's house. He passed away about a year ago. Incredible guy. Brilliant. And just just an amazing person. Amazing person. I didn't know him very long, but I knew him well enough to know he was wise way beyond his years, so to speak. And um, we're doing some work around the house and I have to get some... some, some quotes on getting some stuff done and some idea of what needs to actually get done. And what, um, what was addressed? We just had a contractor come in right now and he said, you know, this is what you've got. I know you think only this is wrong with it, but I'm going to prove to you why it is. Take some video. We're going to take some moisture readings, which I understand being from the water damage and bold background uh, the importance of that, which I was surprised just the general roofing contractor went that far, but he did, he had an infrared camera. He had some different things with him that showed the difference of, um, Situations and above the IR camera read, which anybody can fake or fagazi or whatever, he gave me real pictures and real time video of what he saw up there. Um, so he did. On top of which, he was very accurate about his quote. He emailed us the quote um, with all the breakdowns of what they were going to do. He told us about the warranty. Going further, because again, the house is in the process of being sold or going to be sold in, in the short term, and he said he could get somebody out there as early as tomorrow or the day after to get it done. Well, those are now my expectations. Okay, So he has set great framework ahead of time. He said, I can do this. This is what I have. This is what we can do. I can get to in the next day or two. It's a small job for us. It was a bigger job. Certainly, I couldn't start it. He seemed to manage our expectations. Now, he hasn't come yet to come back to the job, but I will sing his praises if he does, because then he has fulfilled his obligation of not giving us a fucking excuse that he can't get here or any reason why he can't do something. He's only telling me what he can do. And the customers, your your customers only care about that. If you think I'm crazy, and I've spoken about this in many other podcasts in the past, if you think I'm just nuts about this, realize that Amazon built their entire company on reputation, on referrals, on reviews, on people purchasing things. They went from just selling books 20-some years ago to selling everything and being the biggest wholesale marketer, I should say, retail marketer in the world. They're not even wholesale. Um, you know, they're, they're able to do that. Now, the number one reason they were able to do that and acquire other companies at a similar concept was very simple. They did what the customer asked them to do. And if they couldn't fulfill the obligations they committed to, they gave the customer a 100% refund and ate it. And for years, they lost money for a couple of reasons. Logistics were part of it. They were developing distribution centers. They knew what the end goal was. They needed to make sure they could ship things quickly and get it to the customer's hands as quickly as possible. When other companies were taking two weeks to get something, they were taking two days. So they knew their logistical operations had to be in order, but they also ate crow for a while. And what do I mean by ate crow? Eating crow is an old term. And it means if you make a mistake, you fall on your own sword. You fall on your own you know, merit, so to speak. And you say, listen, Mrs. Smith, I screwed up. I told you this was going to be done in a period of time or you'd have what I told you I was going to ship to you, and it didn't happen. And because of that, Mrs. Smith, I can't charge you. On top of which... I'm usually going to give you some kind of credit or whatever the case is. And most consumers don't care about that. They just care that you can deliver on the product or the service that you have. Excuse me right now. Yes, I'm on vacation. I have a nice little uh, bottle of wine here, Cabernet. And because I'm officially on vacation and I'm still working, which I'm a workaholic, I can drink wine. So it's kind of nice. Um, this one's really good too. Um. So, you're fulfilling your obligations that you're giving to customers. You're telling the customer that you can handle what needs to be done, whether you're selling a product or you're selling a service. so our our mission here in this particular podcast is destroy all the mentality. Um, that you may think about your business being successful, that you may think you're doing everything right, right now. And you very well might be, and that's great if you are, but a lot of people are missing things there. They're missing the cries and the screams their customers are giving to them saying, we want this, we need this. Um, and again, Amazon's has given them that, given them the convenience. So people expect that you're going to be timely in your response. If you have to write an estimate, you should get the estimate out. When you say you can don't preconceive or make, um, promises you just can't keep. If you can't do something, you can't get an estimate out to somebody, then you can't promise them that you're gonna be able to get them what they're asking you to to do. The purpose of this is to identify the cracks in your business and to fill those cracks, and not just with some soft putty to fill it with permanent solutions. Again, this gentleman is talking about repairing the roof. He's not talking about taking off the roof and retarring some areas and putting, um, these are tiles here in South Florida. These aren't shingles. And uh, he's not talking about, he's talking about replacing the board itself, A, because the house is going to go for sale, and B, it, it opens up a bunch of other doors to say there might be other problems down the road, which there isn't. There's only two spots throughout the entire roof, and these are the two areas to be concerned with. So why would he go and just brush it off and walk away? He was going to change out the board because that's the right thing to do. And does it cost a little bit more for us to do? Of course it does, but it's doing the right thing. Um, values is keeping in mind the, businesses, the business is all about you and how you decide uh, what kept you in the first place to be self-employed. But I'm going to go much further than that, making it all about uh, what you do and how your customers respond to what you're doing. They pay you for the work or the service that you provide. And I write about this. I talk about this. It's in my book. Um, They don't pay you as a contractor to go outside and look at the job site and drink coffee, maybe shoot the shit a little bit with them or whatever. They pay you to fucking do the job. They pay you to show up to do the job 100% or better than what you promised, not 80%, not 90%. You need to meet the expectations. If you're telling the customer you're going to put a little Band-Aid on it, then you need to tell them this is the Band-Aid having it in writing, and they understand that it's not the right way to do it, but you're going to do it anyway because that's the most cost effective way to do it. Not the right way to do it, but at least you're covering your bases and you're meeting the customer's expectations. There are customers and clients that only want to patch things, and if you want to provide that service to them, that's fine. If that's what makes you... Uh, comfortable being able to do that and you can find a niche in your market to do that then great um but you also need to be the person like this gentleman that just said listen i'm not going to just tar it up leave you with the water stain i'm going to you're not going to have another water stain i'm going to give you a warranty on it and put the tiles back on he's going to replace the boards so he's going to replace the entire problem whatever the 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 concern is right now whatever the damage is he's going to completely remediate that damage so there's not a problem to it um kind of key. Again, meeting those expectations of your customers and your clients on what you're doing. Our short-term goals, uh, what are you doing right now that is preventing you from getting the right opportunities? Are you losing more work than you're gaining? Do you need help? Are you shorthanded or are you a control freak that has to be on everything and every situation all the time and comment onto it? So I'm going to dig deep, deep dive into this right here. What are you doing that's preventing you from uh, doing the job right? Is it because you're always worried you can't do the job right? You're always worried there are things beyond your control. There's things beyond your control at home that affect this. What is affecting you um, that keeps those problems in place if you have those problems, if you have those situations If you wanna be a small handyman, be a small handyman, maintain the expectation. If you wanna grow a company and a corporation with many employees or many subcontractors, if you're a contractor, then so be it. Do whatever you need to do. But you need to make make sure you manage those expectations. Um, Do you need uh, more help working in your business? Okay, so I talked about this in another podcast before you might be very good at selling a job. So for instance, the gentleman that was out here came in in South Florida in a shirt and a tie. Now, from the North, we are a little suspicious, more because he was in a shirt and a tie. It was respectable that he would take the time to dress up and look good and look professional. In the same regard, I now think car salesman. But he was clearly, after speaking with him, not a used car salesman at all. He was clearly, after speaking with him and seeing and analyzing him, that he was more about that. But he wanted to give the professional image. My preconceived notions were you showed up with a tie and a suit on who the hell are you coming here to look at a roof job a contractor i'm used to people showing up in construction clothing and you know he had work shoes but work boots and and you know heavy cargo pants and stuff that's ready to get dirty and ready to this guy looked very clean cut and very nice so my first impression was He's trying to sell me something, and maybe he doesn't really do the work or isn't hands-on or doesn't really – he just subs it out to other people and does that. Now, he might sub it out. I don't know if he does, but I know he's putting his name behind it, so it's irrelevant if he subs it out or not. If there's a problem, he still has to handle the situation, so I don't care what he does as far as subbing it out to another contractor. I care that he uh, agrees to the work that he agreed to do. But you're immediately suspicious about that, you know, how a person looks. Could they be a used car salesman trying to say that? And there's no disrespect to used car salesman. I'm just using them as an analogy uh, from the past. We all have had certain preconceived notions. I know people that sell cars that are first-class acts, so that's not it. I'm just using it as a general um, term, so to speak. Are you losing more stuff because you don't have the pro- – you don't have good, um, strong – experienced workers working with you, staff that are working with you? Are you have problems because you have that office manager that continues to gossip but doesn't actually get anything done It disguise one day that that person their that office manager decides they want to gossip about an employee that's supposed to be um, personal information and not out and disguise, decides to discuss that with another um, technician or employee there? That's a real problem. You know, you need to make sure you root that out, and that person has no right to even work at your company if they're airing information out there sworn not to, not to, uh, air out. I don't say swearing like you're swearing in to be the president or the vice president. I'm saying you're telling, making an agreement to the company that you're in for the information that you are going to have there is going to be private between the technician or office personnel and the office manager. And if it needs to go above that to a, you know, a, A rank above that so to speak or a general manager or the ceo of the company and that's that's fine that's going up the chain not down the chain you know is that person bringing you down and making making problems are you do you find yourself being better at a particular task so maybe the owner of the company is better at selling um, which i discussed with one of my potential clients in the past um maybe your Better at running the company. You're better at the logistical operations management, so to speak. Maybe you're better at technical training side of the business, where you're you like to be out in the field and you own the company, but you like being out in the field with the guys because that's just where your wheelhouse seems to be best suited. It's fine. You can be anywhere you want. You own the company, you can do anything you want. That's that again, it's your business. But make sure those other tasks are getting handled. So if you're better off being a technical trainer, you'd like being out in the field with a guy showing up at the job site with the the other guy, they're the members of the crews, fine. It's, it's awesome. That's what that's what you're happy with. But make sure that you have people in place that are handling your marketing and sales. Make sure you have people in place managing managing your business and managing the other technicians because you like to just be in the field and and that presence of being the George Washington, so to speak, that 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 general that. that Gets on the front of the boat and just commands the whole, you know, army to the other side of the shore. Um, you could be that person, and, and that's great. And if that's your happy place, so to speak, then then you should do that. But you got to make sure those other things are covered in that. And if you don't cover those things, well, things will get fall will fall by the wayside. They're going to fall off off the uh, hill, so to speak, and just roll right down to a uh, land of disparity uh, it's 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 a it's a rough place but it's a real place and if you don't cover those other things they're not going to get done and by the way you can't do everything you can do everything when you're a one truck wonder when you're a one truck guy and and that's awesome but as you grow your business and you have employees and you have multiple crews out there, this is the reality of the world. You're going to make sure you have to make sure those things are handled. Again, when you're really small, it doesn't make a difference, but as you grow, you got to make sure people are covering those positions because without that, those cracks we talked about earlier in the podcast will become craters. It won't be little cracks anymore. Um, so that's one of the big things I wanted to really kind of go over today in meeting customers' expectations and, and, and again, killing the excuses from that standpoint. Um, Are you a control freak that needs to be everywhere? There are people like that. And I don't necessarily have a big problem with that. Again, going back to what we previously talked about, as long as your control freak status is staying into one section, not trying to be a control freak in the entire business, um, I think you'll grow fast. I have not seen successful businesses very often grow at all when it comes to any short-term let alone long-term success when one person that owns a company is a control freak and has to have their hands in absolutely everything the most effective leaders that i've seen the most successful entrepreneurs i've seen have people in place to handle it and they just oversee the big picture stuff um i did it and i'm not putting myself on that pedestal but everybody i know that's successful has done the same thing they've actually been able to have that system and structure in place no matter who's in charge Obviously, the owner is the final say and the final person to be in charge, but whoever makes those final decisions. But in the process of getting to that final decision, you don't need to have that happen. So being a control freak sometimes can be more of a detriment than a benefit. Um, It's almost always a detriment more than a benefit um, when it comes to your business. So the control freak thing is nice in theory that you're controlling everything, you know what it is, but you're not going to grow and you're definitely not going to scale with that type of mentality. It's just an impossible um, way to grow your business. But some people really feel I have to be that way. People pay me for this. You're not growing a business. You're growing yourself a job for just you yourself. And well, you, um, as my friend, David Newman says, you yourself and you, that's what it comes down to. If you can't have those, have those things in place. Um, we wanted to, to, to take it and look at some, Short-term goals. What are you doing right now that's preventing the right opportunities? Are you losing more work than you're gaining? Do you need help like we just talked about and the control freak status? Again, without being said, you're not going to grow without it um, opening up and having other people run your divisions. Long-term, to identify and put systems in place that, want, that one can uh, encourage encourage a client to be a client-centric approach to the growth of a business, both professionally and every day. Client-centric is a term that I have kind of trademarked, so to speak, and it's, it's, it's really simple. You have to be focused on what the client wants. Um, they don't need some story that doesn't make any sense to them. They don't need an excuse for why you can't do something. They're not paying you for a story. I mean, they like to hear a story, and I think you'll sell your job better if you can give a story, but what's better than a story is to give them a an final analogy of what's going to happen and a final picture of what's going to happen. In a book, when you read a book or anything, or it could be a white page, whatever that happens to be, you're looking at it, and you're looking from the, the beginning of it to the end, and in everything from the beginning to the end is a story that explains what's going to happen, explains how a product works, explains how something is going to work in a system. Very, very important to understand that you have to have that client-centric mentality. You have to have that A to Z mentality that it will get done. And your customers and clients don't give a flying shit if you can't do it because all you've given them at that point in time is a reason to hate you, to have disdain towards you, to want to write a bad review about you to want to write a bad review about your company, to not really care for one second if you exist on in this world as a business person from that day forward. And that's a very bad place. Can you make everybody happy? Absolutely not. Should you strive for 100%? Absolutely. And never tell yourself or give the excuse that you can be fucking below 100%, that that's acceptable, that's okay. It's not okay. Not today and not going forward. Uh, in the economy, the newer economy that we have out today, People will pay a premium and people will hire you more and refer you more when you can sit there and do exactly what they hired you to do. If you're a carpet cleaner and you came in and you're going through the you know the process of looking at what needs to get done in the house and the client's expectations and how you're going to do it and how you're going to manage your time effectively in the home and how you're going to move certain furniture if you need to, whatever that job happens to require. You're the professional. They don't want afterwards you to say, I can't get this any cleaner. It's not possible. Now, that may very well be true. But in the pre-inspection, as you're going over the areas, which you should all do, and if you don't, you're crazy, for any business, not just carpet cleaning. If you don't point out ahead of time that this may or may not come out that great, that you'll do the best you can, and make sure you put it in writing that's in there that you told the customer or client that I would do the best I can, that's all for not, because now you're making an excuse. Everything before is a reason. Everything afterwards is an excuse. I didn't make that up. It's been said for many years. Everything before is a reason. Everything afterwards is an excuse. And I want you to put that little phrase in the back of your mind that everything you do to get in the job is the reason to hire you. And when you can't deliver those results, you're making excuse. And again, they don't want fucking excuses. They don't want you to make bullshit lies about something you can't conquer, something you can't do. Just keep that in mind. Um, The key results to get you to remove any excuses that you currently have um, that you give on a daily basis, weekly or monthly basis, without the best service possible. Again, strive for 100%. It's very simple. If you strive for 90%, you'll probably get 80. If you strive for 80%, you'll probably get 60. Because then those excuses become permissible when you allow that ratio of, of, uh, of percentage to be much lower than 100% or anything lower than 100%. It's impossible. You can't grow a business without 100% strival rate. You should be above 100%. But if you don't strive for 100% work guarantee, 100% effectiveness, 100% no excuses, then you're not going to grow. Today, you're definitely not going to grow. And you're not going to grow where you deserve. And you'll keep yourself small. You'll keep yourself down. And your customers or clients will go to everybody else that can give them That particular workmanship. Because trust me, there are customers that are looking for that and there are businesses that are willing to give them that particular result. So again, today, just to recap onto it, people don't want fucking excuses. They don't want any bullshit from you saying that you can't do something or you can't meet the expectations. They don't want somebody to lie to them and tell them that they can do something in a period of time and the amount of quality of workmanship afterwards will be X and it ends up being Z or Y. They're paying you to do the job right. They're expecting you to meet 100%. They're expecting you to do the best job. Now, you, we've all heard it. <laughs> Quick precursor going out the door. I don't expect 100%. The fuck they don't. They do expect 100%, unless you give them the reason why you can't meet 100% ahead of time, and you can manage those expectations ahead of time without giving them some crazy half ass bullshit excuse afterwards. They are looking for real results. They're looking for your professionalism. They're looking for you to do the job correct the first time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on season number two, episode number six of the Service Without Excuses podcast here, both online both digital and uh and on uh mp3 and 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 sent out uh all over the place on all different podcast formats so guys again thank you so much appreciate you being with you today and it's truly wonderful we'll see you tomorrow with the brand new service.excuses podcast it'll be episode number seven of season number two we're cranking them out and a lot of great content and a, and a lot of great feedback which again helps me um give you better content and fill in more information that you're looking to have done information about your business and how it needs to take You know, helps you get to where you want to be. Okay, guys, have a great day.